Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, good morning and welcome to Tech Talk right here on Hi FM. And as usual, there is just so much happening. And I know that a lot of people are winding down for the big long weekend if they haven't fully unwound. Uh, as it is. But the big weekend is coming, and it's a combination of Pesach, it's a combination of Good Friday, it's just one long, long holiday. But anyway, before we get into that, so much interesting stuff has happened in the last week. It is pretty insane. And one of the big sort of anticipated announcements of the week was the launch of the new Huawei P20 and P20 Pro, which happened in Paris on um, Tuesday. Well, the good news is that the local launch of the P20 and the P20 Pro will be next Thursday in Johannesburg, South Africa. So we really no longer have to wait very long before all these hot new products arrive on our shores. And the word is that the phone itself will go on sale the next day, the 6th of uh, April. I'm losing my mind. It is April. Gee whiz, March disappeared. But anyway, on the 6th of April. And the new P20, they decided, Huawei in their wisdom, decided... You know, after 10, doesn't come 11. So the P10, which was quite a well-received phone last year, it wasn't overwhelmingly better than the old P9, but that's what these phone people do. Every year they bring out a new model. And it was right, P8, P9, P10. The differences were fairly incremental. But I think they made a good move here. They called it the P20 for a seriously good reason. Apart from the fact that in many ways the phone looks fairly similar to the um iPhone 10 or iPhone X, uh, it they have really ramped things up enormously. The flagship phone from Huawei was always the Mate series, which had a businessy vibe to it. It was a little bit bigger, it was a little bit squarer, a little bit more serious. Where the P series was a little bit more funky, more stylish, a little bit smaller in overall aspect. Well, the new P20 and P20 Pro have grown just a tad. They've got edge-to-edge screens and featuring the notch so at the top you can switch it off but it's coming standard with like a little cutout for all the cameras that are at the top of the screen and essentially apart from a fingerprint reader which is moved from the back to the front again they keep doing this every series is front back back front can make you a bit dilly with all these changes but the fact is the new um finger the new p20 features a and plus features a, a a sense on the front, and that's it. The rest of the front is all screen, apart from the fact that it incorporates a ton of RAM. That's the stuff that makes your phone work. Uh, OLED screens, which is fairly new for Huawei, as well as probably the most exciting thing that's brought to the table. The P20 Pro has not one, not two, but three cameras, in fact. I mean, we've just got used to the fact that some of the high-end phones out there and some of even the mid-range phones have two cameras on the back. Well, this one goes one better. It has three. So it's got a a telephoto lens, it's got a black and white lens, and it's got a normal lens. And they've also upped the, the pixel density, so they're even better. So all the initial reports are these um, these uh, phones are definitely some of the most cutting-edge phones that are, are out there and with some of the best cameras out there. And I will report all about all the exciting news on the new P20 and the P20 range next week, um, Thursday. Well, it'll, uh, the launch is only on the Thursday, but certainly we'll have 
all the news about this and all the local pricing, which is pretty competitive. I think around about 11,000 Rand for the P20 and 15,000 Rand for the P20 Plus, which would make it quite a good deal. Still running the latest version of Android, still the slightly messy but usable interface, which they called EMUI. Um, emotion UI, if you want to. It depends on what emotion you get up there. But essentially, a great new range from Huawei, and I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how well these cameras perform, um, how well the phones perform, and they certainly do look the part, really beautifully made and really, really well finished. So look forward to all the latest and greatest in, in gizmos and gadgets, as usual, from our friends at Huawei. And the same day, uh, Apple, the other company that is always in the news, launched a really interesting take on um, on the iPad. Now, the iPad has become synonymous with tablets over the years, yet the tablet market has slowed down enormously. It's really interesting. I mean, most people I know bought a tablet a couple of years ago, three, four, even five years ago, and they still work perfectly well. They you can browse the web, you can read your, your mails, you can do whatever you want to do, even on a really old tablet. And there's no burning improvement or desire to improve it. I mean, the battery life is good, the screens are good, the um, capabilities, even though the Android ones didn't update as often as they should. But even so, tablets sort of hit a, they grew like mad. Everyone said they were going to replace the laptop didn't happen and now it's tapered off like mad but what has been growing in the education space is something called a chromebook from um, android or google now the chromebook is essentially something very similar to google uh, to android on a phone just made a little bit smarter a little bit more desktopy a little bit better for the use on a laptop and the the benefit is everything's in the cloud. There's no huge storage on the device. They're very rugged and very low cost because the amount of hardware is not necessary to run a really light operating system. So as long as you're in the educational space, you're connected to the Internet, you can control everything, all the systems and platforms are in place to use them in the classroom. Um, and it really has made a, a quite a, an impact on the whole space. It looks like a laptop. It performs somewhat like a laptop, but it's essentially not much more than a a large tablet or large phone connected to the internet. Well, Apple have decided that that's a market they really want to chase, and they've launched uh, a new iPad with a whole host of really cool software for this classroom um, for $299 in the US, which loosely translated is around about 4,500 rand in South Africa, and I think we'll see it at around about between four five and four nine for education only. But what they've done is they've really improved it dramatically, and you can now use the pencil, which is their stylus, on this low cost iPad. Whereas before you had to buy the iPad Pro, which was <coughs> excuse me, anything from ten thousand Rand upwards. So they've essentially halved the price and kept um all the specs very, very, very respectable. The bad news is if you're not a school and you're not a um, <coughs> oh, a little bit dry today. Um, if you're not a school um, and you're not uh, you're not an educational institute, you're going to have to pay about five hundred to seven hundred rand more for this particular tablet. In the states, it's going to sell for three hundred and forty nine dollars, so fifty dollars more. But even so, taking the the latest generation 
um, technology that's included, taking the fact that it's now compatible with a pencil um, and all the apps that go with it, I think it's going to be uh, a really uh, very, very interesting device and sub 5,000 or in the 5,000 Rand range, depending on the, the memory and everything, um, it really, really is a very, very interesting product. And let's see if it actually does address the market in the, in the schools. A lot of schools that I've spoken to over the last little while started out with tablets and actually have gone back to good old paper books over the last little while. So it just shows you that subtypes technology um, does help, but it can't replace some of the older tricks and, and tools of the trade. But this is really new. It's on sale right now, expected in South Africa in the next couple of years. So if you're looking to upgrade from an old iPad 2 or 3, um, this may well be the perfect uh, unit for you to have a look at, even if you're not going to use it for um, for uh, educational purposes with the latest chips Face ID sensors, you name it, it's got everything. And now we have to have a quick break because uh, we've got to pay the bills here. And we'll be back with more news straight after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Now, moving on to more businessy stuff. And in fact, it's been quite an interesting business tech week. If you're in small business, if you're in any business for that matter, um, I attended a really interesting launch from a bank. Now, banking, I can tell you right now, and you heard it first on High FM, we are going to see massive, massive changes in banking through technology over the next couple of months. There are a lot of new banks bubbling under. There are a lot of changes coming from the big banks. Fintech, or financial technology as it's called, is really starting to reshape how we do things and the cost of how we do things because there are ways through technology, through data, through connectivity to do systems and platforms that is infinitely cheaper than the good old heavy tin days where they had these massive servers and massive systems that cost millions upon millions of rands to implement. They now can do it within months. Uh, you know, and, and the implementation took years and years. But anyway, back to the businessy thing. I've always spoken highly of a, an app called Waze. Now, Waze for me is one of the best navigating apps on the market. It has a couple of annoyances, and I'm going to tell you about a local annoyance that's coming uh, very, very, very soon. But it is certainly one of the nicest transport or traveling or direction app. In urban settings, doesn't it's not the greatest if you're out of town, but if you're in any urban setting, Joburg, Cape Town, London, doesn't matter where you are in the world, Waze is an excellent way to navigate in your car. It has lots and lots of information about, um, you know, traffic and accidents and the social layer on top of it, all the Wazes, people like myself, um, report accidents, report stopped cars, report obstacles in the road, report the police roadblocks, you name it. And Waze navigates you in real time live around all those things. Well, what they're doing now, and there was always a little bit of advertising that was um, in in the space. You always saw these little pop-ups come in and say, go to the nearest KFC, go do this, go do that. Um, but now what they've done is they've launched a service called Local. And if you are a small business, if you're a business in South Africa, um, and you want to advertise in ways, because there are millions of us who use the platform, you can do it very easily. So simply go to Local, um, Ways Local, or googleways.com and go to their local option. And you can actually start advertising 
within local, so your local businesses. Um, and it's really, really, really quite inexpensive. I was quite impressed with the sort of rates as low as $2 a day to advertise on Waze. And all the reporting and all the information is really cool. And it's such a cool little website. You've got a little car going and you can have your donut shop and your gas station. Well, Americans call it gas. We call it petrol. But you can have all these things. And it's really interesting how the drivers see your ads, how they pop up. And it's very, very, very well priced. And nothing better than having a captive audience in your car with a local ad. So I think it's a great initiative. I think it's something that will certainly help local businesses, especially if you want to be discoverable. Because today, if you're not discoverable, it's really, really, really hard. Google do a very similar thing on their maps. So it does work in a similar way. But I know a lot of people who use Waze um, to, to navigate wherever they go. And I think this is a great thing. The other, the other very businessy thing that I attended this week, and that was an eye-opener, and, you know, discussion for many, 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 many shows, I must tell you, was from Dell. Now, Dell, as we all know, um, make great laptops. They've always been very businessy focused, big computers, but they've grown enormously. They've bought or merged with EMC, which are an enterprise company that did all sorts of interesting stuff at the back end. And they had a, a really interesting forum in Johannesburg, in Santon, this week on Tuesday. And the key things that I learned sitting there and listening to what they do is that the stuff that's going on around the back end of um, of technology, you know, it's so easy. We haul out our phones, we use apps, we do this, we do that, but you do not realize all the systems and the platforms and the servers and all the interesting software that is making all this stuff happen seamlessly in the background. And there is a huge revolution coming. And in fact, one of the things which links into what we talk about a little bit later, you know, SASFIN and new banking and all the new banks that are coming, these guys are working with Oracle. They're working with a whole lot of other companies to create the platforms and the systems that allow all these new amazing tech things to happen. So it was really fascinating to sit and get an overview of how the cloud, big data, big technology, big servers, and all the latest handsets and laptops and everything are working together and communicating and creating a whole new world of business. And there is no question that business, even in South Africa, is going to transform completely. And from my point of view, your point of view, it's going to bring a lot of fundamental changes. And one of the most important ones is that people are no longer happy to wait and to get stuff come down the road. They want information now. It's got to be real time. It's got to be accurate. It's got to be relevant. And it's just got to happen instantly on your phone, on your tablet, doesn't matter where you are. And that is the sort of digital transformation that we're talking about, how it's changing everything. And the best part about all this is it's bringing absolutely new services that should theoretically make your life much easier. No more queues, no more lining up, no more filling in 400 forms while you go to the bank, something we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and all that sort of stuff, all that digital activity, all that data that's being collected in the background about you. And again, we'll talk about that because with this whole Facebook breach, got some tips and tricks on how you can secure your Facebook data because you don't want to just give it to anybody. You'd hate to vote Trump back into 
power again, even though we don't get that vote. But we've got an election coming up in 2019. So that was a quick sideways slide into a completely different topic. But essentially, the whole Dell EMC um, conference was all about how the world is going digital, how business is going digital, and how you and I, as just users of technology, just users of what's going on out there, are going to make our lives a lot, lot slicker, a lot smoother, and certainly bring a lot more information in real time to all of us. Now, my um, before we break for the next uh, segment, something I've been trying to do for a while, trying to get this guy into the studio for a couple of weeks, but uh, I don't know, he was, you know, fighting, fighting to come in and talk all about the latest stuff. It's uh, Dean Defoe. Did I say that right? That's correct. He's Stephen. sitting right here in the studio. But Dean was going to discuss something that's really close to my heart, probably the best TVs out there. I'll go out there and say it. The new LG OLED TVs are coming to market really soon, and I'm going to press him for pricing and release and all this good stuff. Um, so if you're in the market for a really great new TV, there's some spectacular new ones coming. But we will be back straight after this uh, quick ad break, and then we're going to have a really interesting chat about why OLED is what it is and why you should actually consider it if you're going to buy yourself a TV in the near future. With Stephen Ambrose. So now we're going to switch into Tech Talk Cafe where we have this little fireside chat. No fire, but it's a studio. But we have a little chat about cool tech, about stuff that's coming in the near future. And with me in the studio, it's always cool to have people in the studio, changes the vibe completely. Um, is Dean Defoe. He's the GTM manager. We won't go into that at LG Electronics. But he knows something about technology, knows something about new TVs. And I was very lucky. I was at CES in January, and I got to see the new OLED range from LG. But it's now coming to South Africa. It's April. It's always round about now, April, yeah. May, that mm. these things arrive. Mm. So tell us a little bit about the new range and tell us what's new, what's exciting, because this is now, I think, the eighth generation or seventh it's about, yeah, generation. Yeah, it's about Mark OLED. 7 at the moment yeah. um, with our OLED range. And I think OLED has grown in leaps and bounds since we launched our first full HD panel, which was about 220,000 Rand for a 55-inch full wow. HD. Wow, you had to be a real enthusiast or, or, or well, super rich with yachts. 100%. Um, now, where OLED is going, we, we've introduced 4K range um, in, into the OLED. And it's been about three years now that we've got our 4K OLED range on the market. So what that's taking is it's taking all the benefits of a UHD 4K panel and merging it with the OLED technology. So... In, in, in layman's, uh, a full HD OLED would have 2 million, 2.2 million pixels on the those screen. Those are little spots on the screen. Those are little spots on the screen. So those pixels would obviously individually light up. Now, with the 4K model, you've got about 8.3 million pixels on so the screen. Four so times four times the four resolution, times the resolution of, of, of that of a full HD OLED. So that's really enhanced the overall picture quality, the contrasts, the colors. And how have we changed the OLED range this year. Let's just, before you get there, before we get mm. there, the whole the whole difference between OLED and LED TVs and mm. any other similar LEDs with other letters in front is that OLED is an emissive technology. In other words, Correct. every spot 
emits its own light. That's correct. So it's pretty much a screen. Um, and Super thin screen. 100%. I mean, you're looking at our thickest OLED is 3.57 millimeters, <laughs> and our thinnest one is about 1.57 millimeters. Oh, so so like a sheet of paper and a bit. Yeah, a sheet of paper and a bit. If you took two credit cards and put them together, that would be the, the, the slimness of, of our most premium model. But what's changed is if you look at how the OLED technology works, it's actually very simple. It's pixels that are structured together on the screen, and all they need is current or electricity, and then they can individually switch on and off, so they emit their own light. Very much like a firefly decides to switch on and off, um, the OLED pixels, the moment you give them current, decide are we going to turn on or are we going to turn off. Now, what's different about the OLED technology and the 4K range is that in one OLED pixel, you have four sub-pixels. So you have white, red, green, and blue. So each little dot has actually each got little four, little has dots four little dots built in. Which, which essentially gives you 33 million sub-pixels that are individually switching on and off, flickering on your screen. And that obviously creates your, your perfect picture. That that's how we get that great color. Now, how do we get that perfect black? You know, because contrast is so important on a TV. You know, the more light control you have, the better your picture quality becomes, the faster your picture becomes, the more enhanced your colors look. So, so for a sports fan, OLED is just the business. No I smear, no, the, nothing, the soccer nothing. ball never goes like a fuzzy white thing. No, you could actually see, maybe see the Gilbert on the rugby <laughs> ball. <laughs> For a change, we can see who's passing the ball. And you can see who's rubbing the ball. We won't go there either. We won't go there either. <laughs> but long story short, how that's become so, you know, how are we, or why are we investing so much in, in our, in our TV panels and in, and in our technology is that you want the best possible picture quality that money can buy and the most realistic image. And that's exactly what OLED delivers for you. And that's OLED technology in short. Um, you know, what is OLED and how is it different to an LED? Well, the one thing we didn't mention is exactly that, the difference. LED is a completely different technology with lighting that comes from the back. Correct. So you would have picture having a LED light and then putting color filters in between that light and an LCD screen. That's how an LED panel is structured together. Now, the OLED only has pixels that light themselves. So there's nothing between them and you. So there's nothing between them and you or anything. It's just a screen that is emitting picture whereas an led you cannot control your darks and your whites as much as what you could on an oled screen okay so that's where this whole perfect black dark contrast there thing we starts. go because every pixel i mean what is black black is not a color it's the absence of light so by removing all light you get perfect black now any other panel on the market cannot produce the perfect black besides an oled panel because the pixels can switch off Completely. And the benefit of that is is what in real terms? I mean, a lot of people who've never seen it can't really visualize it. But just give us an example of, of, of when and how that, that would look if you finally get to see it. I think I have the perfect example yeah. for you. So we've all seen the, the stars here in, in Johannesburg. I mean, from your studio, we can look up at night and, and we'll see this set of stars. And they look okay. But then you travel 300 kilometers into the Kruger Park and that very same set of stars looks 10 times better. Why is that? It's very simple. Because we're removing the city lights. 
By removing the light, you get better detail, better color, and just an overall better picture. So that's how the OLED will deliver that. Analogy. 100%. So that's so how everything looks sharper and brighter and clearer. Correct, because you are controlling the light on the panel. That's brilliant. So now, now we'll get to 20, I mean, I, I, for my sons, bought a 2017 OLED. Can you believe that? And then you go and bring you a better one. You feel bad. Oh, I, I feel terrible. I've and got, you know the new I've range got, comes out in April. I know. I've got tech FOMO, but what can you do? Um, tell us about the new range. Tell us what is new, because there are a couple of subtle and not so mm. subtle changes that are coming in 2018. You know, 2018 range, and and I actually got goosebumps now because we've, Man's you know, you think to yourself, technology. I like him. <laughs> how, how do you make the perfect screen even better? Um, and you know, the, the guys at R and D. I mean, we spend billions on research and development and how to improve our products because our philosophy is innovation for a better life. So we innovate products to give our customers a better life. And what we've done with our new OLED range is we've added something called the A9 processor. And that alone is is a bombshell. Now, hang on a second. Before you go any further, people are sitting there going, we were talking TVs. Now we're talking processors. This is not a computer, is it? But actually, this is it where, may well be. Correct, correct. Because what, what does the processor do for your TV? The, the, the OLED screen is is the same. You can't perfect a 4K OLED screen. I mean, we, we've we've really just given you the best possible Except for the 8K screen. that's coming in a few years. Correct, correct. <laughs> well, anyway, once we get 4K content, maybe maybe on, 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 on well, everyday streaming, we could, we could look at that. But how is this processor enhancing your picture quality? It's very simple. This A9 processor is taking the OLED from 60 frames per second on last year's range to 120 frames per second. So even less smear, even, even less, less motion smear. artifacts, really a much smoother, clearer picture. Correct. I mean, you're looking at this OLED screen, your everyday TV in your home is going to be the same speed as a gaming monitor. That's how fast this actual screen is going to be. Now, why is speed so important? It's just for less blurring, less lagging. You can see the... the the cricket ball even better, <laughs> and the sandpaper. Used there we on go. It. <laughs> but that's how the processor in, has enhanced the panel. What has that, that processor also done? It's very simple. It's giving you better noise reduction. So when we talk about noise reduction, it's not actually the audio, but it's the call it the banting on the screen. So when you have so you get those like funny little bands, yes, sometimes. bands. So call it a sunrise, and instead of the sunrise, you know, it almost looks like three different shades of yellow. Now it's a lot smoother between the colors. So that process is just taking the picture quality to the next level. But it doesn't only affect the picture quality. This processor, um, and, and we've partnered up with, with, with Google um, on our new TV range, this processor has got AI capabilities as well. That had to come into it. Everything's got AI these days. So Eventually, now the new, the new range has got some form of AI as there well. There we go. Yeah, it's, it's always had a bit of voice control here and there. But the difference with the AI range now on the TV is it starts developing and picking up on your habits. So you could say things like, would I need a jersey tomorrow? And your TV would automatically pick up and pop up the weather for the week on your TV screen. Okay, so it subtly picks cool. up what you're doing in your house. You know, it, it look, you look at things like, please turn off after this program. And you'll, you don't even have to preset it. You just verbally tell your TV that. And then you and walk out the room after the thing, it'll switch off. 100%. But it's, it's taking convergence to the next level because now your TV and your whole smart home 
can be introduced by LG. You don't have to spend millions to get a smart home. All you would need to do is buy LG products because the TV is almost like your, your interface for that. So you could control your lighting, your air con, your washing machine, your, your, your fridge, everything via your TV through the Google Assistant, which is, which is almost like, it's almost like an Amazon Alexa for your TV, <laughs> but we've partnered up with Google because it's a, it's a neutral platform for us. You know, we, we decided to, to go with, but you're still using the WebOS interface. Correct. So the WebOS interface is still like our Android, if you want to call it that. It's our operating system. It's where your apps are. But the Google Assistant allows you the AI capabilities on the TV. And that's where the A9 processor has just taken this new panel. So it's to much more powerful, much faster than the previous generation. Correct. You're getting a better picture quality. You're getting a smart TV that learns from you. I mean, the artificial intelligence is, is a, I think we can talk 30 minutes alone about oh, that. 100%. Um, and it's also giving you a better picture quality, faster image. So we've given you better picture quality, a smarter TV that learns from you. It's not just a smart TV <laughs> it's a now. It's a bit creepy. Your TV's learning. Hey, behave what you learn. You never know what goes on in the lounge. <laughs> Robots well, are taking over the world. Who knows where you've got the TV? <laughs> but so – and, and which models are coming to South Africa? That's the other key thing because we don't always get it. Hopefully, the W8 is coming. That's that wallpaper one. Oh, Stephen, you know, and, and I was waiting for you to ask uh, me this. Ah, that was coming. I hope you're prepared. <laughs> I unboxed the W8 in our showroom yesterday. Mm, guess now I'm going straight after this. Oh, my word. Park. I promise you. Uh, and the W8 just takes OLED to even the next level. I mean, it's our Rolls Royce of our OLED TV. So... It comes with this aluminium bracket that is, it's almost like a, a sheet of aluminium that you would mount to your wall. Just for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, the W series is their wallpaper series. Correct. So essentially, the TV is a thin sheet of wallpaper. Pretty much, pretty much. So how you would get that piece of wallpaper on your on your wall is you would mount this piece of aluminium to your wall and it's got magnets on it. And then, and you, then you would just the click your TV it. into place. And then it runs off fiber optics into a really long soundbar where all your inputs would go in. I unboxed it yesterday and it just blew my mind because the, it, <laughs> and it's 77 inches and it's a 77 inch we've got Gee the 65 whiz. inch as well um so they have catered for for you know 65 so inch markets. are those coming to south africa or those simply demo products so those are there's talk about those coming in towards the end of the second half it's more of a sort of a october oh, model okay. you know it's a seasonal product but we are going to have them um ordered so if you're interested in, in purchasing this model we will be able to order them in it's about a two three month waiting period but it depends on the shipping um but you're looking at we've got a c-series that's that's yeah. Those are the ones that are going to be on general sale. Hundred percent. So so we've got a, a fifty-five inch and a sixty-five inch in sort of all the series. So you have our C eight series, which is fifty-five inch and sixty-five inch, and then we've got a seventy-seven inch in the C series as well, which is going to also cater for that customer who wants a bigger sized OLED. You know, we've had a lot of demand last year on I want a bigger than a sixty-five inch. Well, it's interesting how very how quickly fifty-five has become the entry level. Correct. And 65 Correct. is now the, the standard size for a, for a laptop, a laptop, for a TV. For a screen, you yeah. know, and, and where things are going is you need to have 
more more choice for our customers. You know, lounges are getting bigger. Um, people are, are entertaining at home even more. Even if they're not getting more. bigger, the resolution of 4K, and that's something we didn't mention. Mm. Even if you haven't got a 4K signal using normal DSTV, which is just normal HD. Correct. The TV itself upscales that picture to Correct. full all the pixels on the screen. 100%. So, so it would, I mean, it's upscaling a picture. So whether you have your DSTV connected or Blu-ray connected, it's going to upscale it to about 3.7, 3.6K. But it's still, not gonna it's give you much Okay, but much sharper if you sit closer. Correct, correct. So it doesn't matter how big it is. That's where I'm going. Correct, and and I mean, if you look at where we're going with technology, you know, um, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Mm. Our RD TVs, um, you know, digital tuners in our TVs, you are able to get an HD channel just by connecting a bunny aerial on any one of our LG TVs. From a 32 inch to a 77 inch, you can actually get um, a digital signal. Off of the LG TVs. We're ready for that's that coming to South Africa sometime in the nearish future. There, there's talk about it. You know, the, uh, the timeline has moved from sort of December to to June next year. But we are we've been ready for this for four years okay. now. So and the TVs are future proof from that point of view. Hundred percent. You know, whether it's a 32 inch or a 77 inch, uh, you getting you can get an HD signal. Whether it's an SABC one, two, or eTV, you can get that in an HD picture quality by merely connecting a bunny aerial. That's what it. <laughs> Gives you. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. But right now, obviously, these are smart TVs. You can connect, get Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and all that good stuff. And they're all 4K enabled if you've got that subscription. Correct, correct. So if you've got that subscription, you know, whether you're streaming it, whether you, you're utilizing some sort of setup box or an Apple TV, I know you're quite an Apple mm. TV fan, whether you're using that or, or merely watching a Blu-ray and letting it upscale to 4K quality, it's by far going to give you the best resolution, the fastest speed uh, on the market. And that's where that's where this new OLED range is going. And when are these going to be available? Let's Let's talk bottom line here. So... If we look at now, we've just received our samples, so we're looking at about June, May to launch, somewhere there, May, June, that's when we want to launch it to the market. That's generally every year, sort of our timeline. Uh, we, we look at our samples, then we look at what the what the market is demanding, would they prefer the C series, the B series, depending on the design. And they're all flat now, there's no they all, the we, curve seems to have faded away a little. Correct, we, we stopped making curves about two years ago. Um, our emphasis is on the quality of the picture, not the... Not not the design of the panel, whether it's curved or flat. We, we focus on the picture quality because that's what a customer wants no, when they invest enough. in a premium panel. Now, let's say that uh, for what it uh, – crumbs, would you believe that my phone would obviously ring or my wrist would ring? Um, <laughs> tell me if – now, the, the pricing of OLED is pretty expensive. It's it's a premium product. It's mm. pitched at the higher end, anywhere from forty to 50 to 60,000 rand. Uh, so, so you're looking at at a, at a 55 inch 4K model. You, you're ballparking between 25 and 30. Okay, so 000. the prices have dropped again, 100%. which is great. So, you know, as demand increases, we are able to produce more OLEDs in our in our factory, and we are able to bring down the cost. You know, it's it's not like you know cars become well, more the, expensive yeah, every year, but technology. TV prices I love comes technology. Down. <laughs> every year it comes down. Every year it comes down. So it's getting it's still up. it's still pricey, but it's yes. getting more affordable. But if you look at your average 55 inch, you know, a basic UHD model entry level. Would would set you back about ten to twelve thousand rand, 
Um, that's for a UHD panel. So a 4K OLED would set you back about anything between 25 and 30,000. And what you're getting, you know, value for money, that's what you're investing in, in a picture quality. You know, you're paying for you're paying for the the latest tech, and it 100%. is at least four times as good. If you want a faster car, you pay more money for Correct. a faster car. Fair enough. You know, Fair so enough. it all depends on how tech savvy you are. What if you want to invest in picture quality, or if you just want something for the spare room? You uh, uh, there's an OLED to suit your needs in in every room of the home. Brilliant. Well, I must tell you, unfortunately, our time is running out. So just last and uh, last uh, sort of question. Smart TVs and AI, they are a big deal. And are you see, is LG doing a lot around that? Are we going to see more and more products from LG that are are enabled in this way. Absolutely, Stephen. You know, we, we've got robots in our in our airport in Korea, LG robots. So we're big into artificial intelligence and AI should make your life better, easier. So we're going on voice control. Your you can through your TV preheat your oven to cook a pizza. So you would say, Oven, <laughs> please turn on or LG Chloe, or, please turn or, on my oven and preheat it. Or kettle, please please boil, I'll be there in a hundred percent. Or yeah. as you leave your home, you say, um, bye Chloe, I'm leaving now. Your aircon would switch off, your TV switches off, your little Hombot would uh, Hombot is a is a home uh, robot home vacuum that would activate when you leave the home, your washing machine was switched off. So that's crazy where AI world is we, going. It's crazy. crazy world we live in. And obviously, um, LG make all these products and they all talk to each other and they pretty all talk seamlessly. to each other you know we own the platform we run the platform through Google um, Assistant which we've partnered up with them which is great as well so AI is definitely going to take us into the fourth industrial revolution and it's going to make our customers lives a lot better brilliant well thanks so much for joining us thanks so much for sharing some of this exciting stuff and making me feel bad about my old TV all of six <laughs> months old um, but you'll be back with some more Gizmos and gadgets, I'm sure, in the nearish future. Very excited. Great stuff. Well, thanks for joining us. Stephen, thank you so much. <laughs> Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back. And that was a rather excited chat all about the latest LG OLED TVs. And I must say, again, I've seen them. They are pretty much cutting edge. And the best news is the price has come down. Well, the RAND's improved and technology does that. So I think it's going to be a good year for that new TV that you're looking at. Before we talk about my favorite subject, which is the gadget of the week, um, and it actually works extremely well. Ethiopian Airlines, the largest and fastest growing airline in Africa, is pleased to announce its third daily flight between Johannesburg and Addis Ababa starting on April the 1st, 2018, which is this weekend. With multiple connecting flights to many other worldwide destinations, this new flight is perfect for travelers going passengers traveling to and from Tel Aviv. Their promotional fares, starting from six triple four, which is really reasonable, are currently on sale. So come fly with us in the state of the art Boeing seven eight seven Dreamliner and enjoy our award winning onboard services. Now, I've flown Ethiopian to Israel and I must say Wonderful flight. For more information, please contact your preferred travel agent to visit or visit um, Ethiopian Airlines website, which is ethiopianairlines.com. You can't forget that one. Ethiopian Airlines, the new spirit of Africa and also a Star Alliance member. Now, moving on to <laughs> why I thought that was really funny is that <clears throat> my gadget of the week is something that helps you travel quietly. Now, one of the one of the worst things about traveling is the noise. You land up with a 
uh, a chatty passenger next door. And I mean, or next to you, not next door. I wish it was next door. But sitting in the seat right next to you, doesn't want to keep quiet. There's kids in front of you making a noise. Well, not on the new 787 Dreamliner, but on most other airplanes, there's this roaring noise from the engines. Depending where you sit, it can be better or worse. And there's one thing that many years ago I got got hold of, and I use them religiously when I travel, and that is noise-canceling headphones. The challenge has always been the really good noise-canceling headphones were expensive. I own a pair of the latest Bose, and anywhere between six and 8,000 Rand for those. I've tried many, many other different pairs from other manufacturers, from Sony, um, great sound, brilliant noise-canceling, super comfortable. But again, anywhere between five and 10,000 Rand. And that is, it is really expensive for a really important and useful set of headphones, but it's, it's a lot of money. And yet... I've tried a couple of cheapies out there. I've tried some really inexpensive noise cancelling. And number one, they're either very uncomfortable or the noise cancelling is terrible or the sound quality is awful. And if it's something that you're going to be using for anything up to six to ten hours, because everything from South Africa is long haul. So if you're going to be using a set of headphones for that period of time, you know, they really have to be decent. Well, recently, um, a company in South Africa sent me a pair of Really interesting noise-canceling headphones. And before I go any further, I will tell you they're going to retail at round about 2,000 Rand, which is the price of a decent quality set of headphones anyway. And they're Bluetooth-enabled. Um, you can also plug a cable into them. And they have really good uh, noise-canceling ability. And these are from a company called Exquisite. Now, Spelt all very funky, X-Q-I-S-I-T, exquisite. It is their OE400 um, range. And for the moment, they're exclusive, which is really interesting, exclusive to MTN. So if you pop into an MTN store anywhere in the country, you can find a pair of these headphones, the exquisite e oe 400s Now, they look like any other decent quality sound cancelling headphones. They're circumaureal, so in other words, they fit around your ears. And the only little challenge I had is that a friend of mine's got a rather large head, um, and he found them a little bit small, but it's unusual. Most people will find them incredibly comfortable. They've got super soft um, ear cups, and they're really easy to set up and use. They've got buttons on the actual headset itself, all wireless, all easy. In the box comes an ice cable as well as a um, an adapter for the air aeroplane. Um, and overall, I must say, I am super, super impressed with the build quality. They've, Exquisite is a bit of a – it's a German-based company. Obviously, all the stuff like everyone else is made in China. But they've chosen really good quality um, components. It feels solid. It, it twists up into a nice little uh, compact uh, ball in a little, and they give you a little sort of pouch to take it with. Um, very soft ear cups, very easy to listen to, and very, very, very good noise cancelling. The only little uh, observation, which is small for the price, is that when you aren't playing music or you're playing very soft music, there's a very faint, constant hiss with the noise cancelling switched on, which bugs me a little. Some of the top end units do not do that. The battery life is excellent. Anywhere in the region of 12 hours, depending on how loud you listen. 
So you can easily get through most flights without worrying about recharging. And it recharges through a standard USB cable. So you can recharge from the airline. A lot of airplanes today have got USB um, ports. You can charge it from that. You can plug it into your laptop. You can plug it into any one of your, your cell phone chargers. And it charges really quickly. I found that 10 minutes charge, if they're really flat, will give me two or three hours worth of use, which is really good. So overall, I think these are one of the best bargains in noise-canceling headphones that I've tried in a long while. They're super comfortable. They fit very well. Um, after eight, seven, eight hours of wearing them on a plane, apart from the fact that they got a little bit warm because they seal so well, um, the noise-canceling is excellent all those screaming kids and all the background noises and the rumble of the engines just gone you sit in this cool little environment it's just a great 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 set of headphones so if you're traveling and you're looking for a decent set of of noise cancelling headphones then um, i highly recommend the exquisite oe 400s they they're inexpensive they don't feel inexpensive they're well made you can use them even when they're flat using the cable but with the noise cancelling switched on they sound great and uh, they really work extremely well on the plane. Now, before we uh, move on to my next segment, I have another live read. And then we're going to break for um, uh, some advertising. And then I'm going to talk about a great new service from an interesting bank, one of the smaller banks in South Africa called Sasfin. And they've created a new platform called Beyond. And it's actually, if you're a small business, um, very small to pretty medium-large, it's a really great service. So um, how will you be spending Pesach this year? If you thought going away for Pesach was unaffordable, think again. This is a little late because we're now talking Pesach tomorrow, but you can join Or Africa this Pesach at the Taba Eco Launch, um, and it's only 20 minutes away from Johannesburg. Come for the day or stay the night or come for the whole of Pesach. It's all up to you. There are great daily activities, international rabbinic speech, speakers, nightly entertainment. The food is of the highest Chabad supervision, and then and the accommodation is pretty much out of this world. I haven't seen it or been there, but it sounds pretty exciting. For more details, visit the website orafrica, orafrica.godaddysites.com. They need to fix that. Or SMS Pesach to 34519, and they will contact you, and you can... We actually combine a little bit of Pesach with the holidays. Now we'll be back straight after this. Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, welcome back. And I went to a very interesting launch at Sasfin uh, yesterday, um, well, last night, in fact. And as I was saying earlier, the whole technology field is transforming what is possible from banking. I mean, who doesn't use um, an app? Who doesn't use online banking today? A couple of people I know who don't, but generally it has become the most convenient, the simplest way to manage your banking and to manage everything that you do. But if you're a small business and you can't, you don't have a whole accounting staff, one of the huge challenges is simply keeping your books and records up to date and it would be amazing if you could do that by simply doing what you do in a normal day. So if you do your normal banking and you want to just keep everything in place and up to date, it would be really cool if all of that was happening on one platform. And what Sasfin have announced, they've been trialing it for the last couple of months, but it's now live. And if you go to the Sasfin website, sasfin.com, and look for Beyond, 
um, you'll see that they've brought out a brand new platform, which is a lot more than simply online banking. Essentially, what they've done for the most part is they've integrated a full accounting system into your banking system. So when you make a payment for whatever it is, home or, you know, for a small business, you set it up in such a way that it's, it immediately allocates that expense, that income, whatever it is, directly to a particular um, account. And you forget about it. So every time you pay it, it lands up in the right account. It's all there, easy to be analyzed. But they actually take it much further. You can do your payroll, a fully-fledged um, payroll system. So if you've got a couple of staff and you want to pay them and you want to do your monthly um, you know, submissions to SARS, it's all there. Everything is done there. It emails everything directly. And what's even cleverer, all your quotes and invoices are built in and everything is there. So in your banking app, you can actually create a quote, transform it into an invoice, send it to your customer, and it automatically allocates when the payments come in and everything happens. And obviously, all the account classifications and tagging. They even use tagging like in WhatsApp, um, not WhatsApp, like in Facebook and in um, all the various other social media. You can tag something as, as I don't know, um, you know, travel expenses. And then every you just look for the tag travel and everything that relates to travel pops up. They're also offering unlimited transaction history, which is pretty impressive. So a lot of banks I know will give you three months and then you've got to pay or then you've got to go into the branch. Here, every single transaction is unlimited for, from day dot is completely unlimited. And from a beneficiary point of view, if you're a business, you've probably got hundreds of beneficiaries. You can import them through an Excel spreadsheet um, set up in the right way. And apparently it's very easy to do. They, told, they, did, they showed me, but I didn't play with it myself. Or they have all the standard beneficiaries loaded and up and set up and working. They also showed a couple of other interesting things. There's a cloud accounting platform called Xero. Not too much to talk about for this particular show, but it's a really easy-to-use cloud-based online platform, very mobile-friendly, as is this platform. They don't have a map, an app right now, but it is extremely mobile-friendly. I did log in through a mobile phone, and you can see and do absolutely anything on it. Um, but what is is impressive that everything you do within the banking platform, if you use the zero accounting platform, it automatically imports with lots more information than the standard export. And the best part is a lot of the other banks do offer pretty much similar functionality. But you have to go in and out and up and down and export and import. And it's just a lot of effort. The little that I've spent on the platform, the little that I saw at the launch, this really looks like it could take a huge amount of drag out of your day. You as the business owner can focus on doing business. Um, your accountant can see whatever's out there. Um, and it's all done at the end of the month. And it's real time. So it's happening all the time. You want to know how much money you got in? It's there. There's a dashboard with all that information. You want to know how much money you're spending? It's there. You want to know what you're spending money on? It's all classified and ready. Obviously, a little bit of work has to go in right up front to put it all together. But essentially, very, very, very impressive. So if you're thinking about a new age platform, something that will really take a lot of hassle out of your business, give you the accounts that you need as quickly as you need it, there's a lot more that they do. But essentially, um, the new SASFIN Beyond, and it's B-Y-O-N-D, 
clever. But anyway, Beyond Platform is available now. You can go to Sasfin. They've got a really slick way of onboarding you with no paperwork, no signatures. And um, it, it, it really looks like the next gen in terms of banking and how banking works because it's just a hassle to do all this stuff. And running a business is a hassle to begin with, customers, staff, books, you name it. And anything that takes just a little bit of trouble out of it certainly is well worth having a good look at. I, in fact, am going to have a look at it and see maybe it'll work for me. But I'll let you know as we go along. And guess what? Our hour has flown by. Lots of tech. Um, and I see I see. there's a request on on. Um, on, I've gone completely blank. But anyway, there's a request r- about the, the, the interview. The interview with LG and the entire show will be podcast on highfm.com. So just go to the website, go look at podcasts, look for Tech Talk on a Thursday, and there will be everything you want to know. So until next week, have a very, 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 very good Pesach. Have a great holiday further. Enjoy the weekend and we'll be back with more news and exciting tech next week Thursday, same place, same time, same dial. Thanks. This is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk right here on High FM.